turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. This is Difference Makers. My name is Mike Lee, Director of Local Ministries for True Talk 800, 93.9 KPDQ, AM 860, The Answer, KPAM, AM 1640, The Patriot, 93.1 LRA and 104.1 The Fish. And if you'd like to discuss how you might be able to have your own radio program, expand the reach of your ministry or business, and even appear at our concerts and events like Fish Fest, Reventone, the Patrick Appreciation Breakfast, shoot me a note to mikelee at kpdq.com. That's M-I-K-E-L-E-E at kpdq.com. One of the great pleasures I have at this job is interviewing interesting local people making a difference in the community. And who better than this weekend, because there is a very special event going on. This Saturday night at Maranatha Church on Northeast 12th Avenue at Skidmore Street in Portland. It starts at 7 p.m. It's the Brown Sisters and Friends Benefit Concert featuring the Brown Sisters, Michael Allen Harrison, Aaron Meyer, and Alonzo Chadwick and Zolfo Music. And all of it is to benefit Joseph Smith, who is fighting Ewing's sarcoma cancer, which is very rare overall. So welcome Joseph Smith and his mom, Dorcas Brownsmith. How are you both doing today? Yeah, we're awesome. So excited to have you here. So, Joseph, I'm going to start off with you, my friend. How old are you? Uh, I'm 13, and I'm going to turn 14 in, on November 1st. See, that's important when you're in your teen years. You're not just 13. You're 13 and a half plus, and you're going to be 14 just around the corner. So what do you like doing with yourself? Hobbies? Um, drawing. I like basketball, uh, soccer, um, many other sports. Favorite basketball team? Uh, Blazers. Favorite Blazer? Um, Damon Lillard. Yeah, Damon Lillard, he's very, very cool. You know what? He was on Twitter one time, and he lamented that he bumped into some kid at the mall who wanted his autograph or taking a picture. And he's like, no, go away, kid, I'm too busy. And then when he got home, he was all sad about that. So he went on Twitter, and he found the kid, and he met up with him. And he got his picture taken with him after all that. So I'm a big Dame Lil fan, especially because he seems to be very locally oriented. For instance, you know LeBron would love him to have him in L.A. right now. Okay, But I think he wants to build in Portland, which is kind of like your family when it comes down to it. So, how do you like the Brown Sisters as an act? Are you a big fan, Joseph? Well, I don't really think much of it, because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those are my aunts and my mom, so I don't really, <laughs> I don't know. Well, basically, you've grown up with the Brown Sisters in your family, so it's it's kind of desensitized you towards their musical talents, but... When you hear some of your other friends' moms sing, don't you realize how talented yours is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what other sports are you into, Joseph? Um, soccer, basketball, um, and football. Yeah, ever go to any Timbers games? 
Nah, I don't worry. Watch soccer, just play it. But I watch basketball and fo- a little bit of football. Okay, favorite football team? Um, Seahawks or 49ers. Ooh, that's an interesting mix. <laughs> favorite QB? Uh, I don't really know names. Well, um, we're big Russell Wilson fans. So, <laughs> Russell, if you're listening, two <laughs> things for you. One, please bring Major League Baseball to Portland. And two, I'd like to personally invite you to be the keynote speaker at the next Portland's Good Friday Breakfast. So we'd love to have you down, as well as your wife, and I'll personally buy you a pound of Stumptown coffee if you make it. Attractive or what? We're big Russell Wilson fans around here. So who got you into the Niners, Joseph? I don't know. I just like the name and the team. I play on Madden a lot. It's a video game. Um, you know, Madden is a great incentive if you want your son to fold laundry. Just a thought, moms. <laughs> so that's what I do with my boy TJ, and he's a big football fan as well. And we are lamenting the fact that we're Yankee fans, and they made it so close against Boston, but they were just one run shy, so go Houston. And anyway, are there any other sports that you're into, Joseph? Um, nope. I play other sports, but not really into them. Would you rather um, play or watch? Wait, repeat the question again? Sure. Would you rather play a sport or watch it? Oh, play. All day. All you and me both. Uh, I would do it. Just, I would, I, I would right now if I could, but I'm on the radio, so I can't really do that. So my apologies <laughs> from taking away from your playtime, but I'd rather be out there kicking a the ball or throwing something as well. So, Dorcas, as his mom, you must be very proud of young Joseph. I really am. He is so amazing. So, can you tell us about being a mom? Well, um, I've been a mom for 18 years because I have four boys, um, 18, 17, 15, and my youngest son, Joseph, 13. And then I have my baby girl, who's 11. And so... Being a mom of four boys and one girl, it has brought its challenges, but it definitely has made me a better person through every challenge. (laughs) I always get a kick out of when God blesses a family with lots of boys in a row and then a little girl at the end. So, so Joseph, are you a doting brother or you're always fighting like cats and dogs with your sister or what? Um, a little bit of both. Um, I mean, we get along sometimes, but sometimes she's just really annoying and I want to just punch her. (laughs) I bet you're best of friends and worst of enemies simultaneously at times. But man, could you imagine some poor little boy coming to the front door, ringing the doorbell and and having four brothers just looming over him saying, what do you want with my sister? (laughs) That's a good thing. So, do you enjoy this stage of life, Dorcas, of, of having all these kids? Oh, yeah. It, there's never a dull moment, you know. We have great fun together. Um, there's always sound happening, you know. It seems weird when it's silent in the house <laughs> because, um, you know, they're just loud, you know. Um, but 
So was it equally loud for you and your sisters as you were being raised? Totally, totally. I had three sisters and two brothers. And there was always music going on in the house and or the TV or just us playing games or, you know, doing what we do um, in life growing up. But I am definitely used to lots of sound, lots of noise, and... Um, I know how to tune in and tune out when I need to. Well, that's a gift. A lot of us don't have when it comes to being able to shut the rest of the world off. So were the Brown sisters together at a very young age musically? Oh, yes. I started singing with my two older sisters when I was seven years old. And so it was something that we did all the time in the house. And I was alto. Joanna, the eldest, was tenor. And Leah, um... The second eldest was the soprano. And um, what about your brothers? How'd they get out of this? Well, they, Thomas is the famous bucket drummer that you may see downtown or at the Blazer games playing the buckets that sings while he plays. Um, he also plays at the Timber games and the um, Duck games. Um, he is amazing. And so all of us have talent. Uh, my other brother who is a trumpet player um he's the baby of the family and he does a lot of um he's a good music has good ears as well and makes his own music with keyboard and whatnot on his computer and kind of music making station well that's exciting and should i guess that your family growing up was very musical. Did you get that from your parents? Oh, all? yes, for sure. My mom was the oldest of 11 kids, and her father started the church that we grew up in called Bethesda Christian Church in Northeast Portland. And so her siblings and her did all the music at the church. They were the main members of the choir. And were they the only members <laughs> of the choir? Did I'm anyone sure else at some point. squeeze in from time to time? <laughs> yes, they did, I'm sure. Um, my mom played the organ and the piano piano as well as her mom my grandmother played the organ and piano and so we just grew up doing music at the church all the time that's that was our second home actually and was it tough being raised in the church and having all eyes not only on you but on your siblings as well you know i don't know how my parents did it but it seemed so normal i never really felt like everybody's watching me it just felt like this is what our life is like you know Church on Sunday morning, church on Sunday evening, Bible study on Tuesday, youth service on Thursday, choir practice on Saturday, <laughs> prayer meeting and cleaning the church. You know, that was a routine and it was our life. And, you know, I, I actually really enjoyed it. So, Joseph, has this tradition continued to your generation as well? No. <laughs> no? All, um, all my right now is video games. And basketball, I mean, like... Favorite you, video games? Um, what do you like best? Minecraft. Um, I know, like, some people might think it's, like, old, but I I like it. It's, like, my favorite game. Okay, your mom and I are cringing right now because you're referring to Minecraft and old in the same statement. <laughs> so what what's the next hot video game that you think is going to catch fire, if you had to take a guess? I don't know. Really, I mean, I don't know if Fortnite's still famous. Um, I haven't really researched or found any information, so... Yeah, my daughter has gotten uh, the rest of my family into that, and it's wild how they, it's, they give it to you kind of free. 
But if you want all the bells and whistles, you got to pay extra for that. So I think it was a pretty brilliant business model to get Fortnite out there so widespread that people are going to pay them for the extras. <laughs> so anyway, Dorcas, can you tell us, growing up in the church, as entrenched as you and your siblings were, was there a time that you ever questioned God? Or when was your faith your own? I would have to say personally, my faith was my own from a little girl. I I don't even remember the age I was, but I just wanted to live for the Lord. I mean, that was the life for me. Um, I do remember in college, you know, I went to Willamette University in my freshman year, and I was thinking, okay, I really have to see how strong I am in the Lord because, you know, I hear all these stories about people going off to college and, you know, they either go wild or <laughs> they stay rooted. Um, and so I was like, I wonder what I'm going to be. How, how true am I to, to the gospel, to, to, you know, walking this out? And so I do remember going to a couple of parties, I think probably one, and I was thinking, this is so ridiculous. You know, everybody was drinking and just acting so crazy. And that was foreign to me. And I was just thinking, okay, this is dumb. Okay, (laughs) so I wasn't even attracted to uh, those kinds of things where... It just wasn't an attraction for me. And I found my attraction to the things of God. There was something that was so rooted in me from probably infancy um, that just that's where I felt alive. That's where I felt connected. I knew God was real, but I even found him to be more real in college as I was trying different things. And I always found like my greatest attraction was to the things of the Lord. And so I just you know, continue to grow in my faith and through the different trials I saw God bring me through. So I would say in my college age, that was my, my, like, it was a confirmation of this is the life for me. And then it just got even more personal and intimate. And it's just continued to get more and more intimate from my last year of college onward. So now that you're a mom of some older teens as well, Do you have any suggestions for us in the church when it comes to those of us who live in college towns? How can we make a better outreach to students who perhaps aren't well-grounded or living far away from their homes to invite them into our homes or to our churches or to just make them feel welcome or loved? Well, um, if you're saying how could we minister to the college-age kids – I would definitely say bring them into your home, you know, anytime you can just love on them and make them feel connected, that sense of family, that sense of community, that sense of you're there for them, not judging them, not say you got to do this, you got to do that, but just bring them in, bringing them in your home, making food for them <laughs> so they have to eat top ramen all day mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just enjoying life with them, that light in itself is going to minister greatly to these kids. And they will see the joy and the love that's available to them. And I think everybody's attracted to love. And everyone's attracted to real food, too. (laughs) So my darling daughter is going off to George Fox right now. And it's amazing the quality of food they feed you on parents and family weekend. And then the semester starts. And this isn't simply a knock against one university, but I think Uh all colleges in general, they like to sweeten the pot until the semester really begins. So I gave my daughter the simple birthday present of 
a gift card from Subway. And she called me and said, oh, daddy, thanks so much for the Subway gift card. It was so good. And I'm thinking to myself, how much money are we spending on your meal plan that you're raving about Subway? Again, not that there's anything wrong with Subway, but it's right. not like Ruth's Chris Steakhouse or anything mm-hmm. exciting like that to me. So we are speaking with Dorcas Brown-Smith, a member of the Brown Sisters, and her delightful son, Joseph. What I want to tell you about is a wonderful concert. It's the Brown Sisters and Friends Benefit Concert for Joseph Smith, who is fighting Ewing's sarcoma cancer, featuring the Brown Sisters. From 10 Grants, the amazing pianist Michael Allen Harrison, the rock violinist Aaron Meyer, and the worship leader for Maranatha Church, Alonzo Chadwick and Zoulful Music. This Saturday night, 7 p.m. at Maranatha Church on Northeast 12th at Skidmore Street. You can visit joyofit.org to RSVP, get ticket info and donate, and make sure that you follow the Brown Sisters of Portland on Facebook. When we return, more with Joseph and Dorcas Smith right here on Difference Makers. I've never been on the radio, so... Well, welcome uh, back to Difference Makers, Joseph. I'm glad that you're on the radio today. You know what? You're very articulate for a young man, but at the same time, as a brother in Christ, I'd like to just inform you to have a good backup plan to fall on because broadcasting is a business that's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So you want to have your options open. But you're very articulate, Joseph Smith. And could you tell us about this concert, which is going to benefit you in your fight against Ewing sarcoma cancer. Are you excited about not only your mom's group, the Brown Sisters, but also about Alonzo Chadwick and Zoulful Music, the rock violinist Aaron Meyer, and the amazing pianist Michael Allen Harrison? Are you excited to see them as well? Um, yeah. I mean, like, Aaron Meyer, he's like uh, uncle. Um, like, uh, he did this camp, music camp, uh, during the summer, I think during like August, um, and I joined it, and we're just like close as a family. I mean, he took us swimming once, um, and yeah, I don't, I don't really have a relationship with um, like um, Michael Allen Harrison. Um, what was really funny is there are a couple of young homeschooled girls I had on in the past. Kaylee and Ashley Blejois, if I'm pronouncing their names correctly, and they are frighteningly talented. So they have played with Michael Allen Harrison and Ten Grand at performances in the past around Portland, at least. But yeah, that's some killer talent getting together on this stage, I hope you realize. So we're pretty excited about that. So, so Joseph Smith, we are excited about this concert, which is going to benefit your fight against Ewing sarcoma cancer. But Outside of this concert, who do you like to listen to? What kind of music are you into? I don't know. I'll just listen to anything catchy. I mean, um, just song. I don't really have a favorite. I don't a- have any a favorite different styles. Type. Are you a country music listener? No, <laughs> neither am no, I. No, that's the last thing I want to hear. God bless our country music <laughs> listening fans, though. However, we love you, and God loves you too. It's just the country music, not the first on my playlist. <laughs> So what kind of music are you into overall? Are you a more of a rocker or a dance music person, or do you like horns? Uh, probably dance music. Um, I really like to dance. I mean, not in front of people, but <laughs> <laughs> if I'm alone, I will, like, dance in the shower or something. I don't know. <laughs> Did he pick this up from you, Dorcas? No. Probably, actually. I did, I did not. I'll, Although he <laughs> saw my moves uh, when we were at one of our doctor appointments. And they were and horrible. And on a scale of one to ten, I don't think they were it got horrible. many 
tins. <laughs> they were horrible. I said, these are great in my day. You just, you know, you don't know what, what you're doing. The running is. man and stuff. <laughs> oh, a little bit. Of- what was that thing the kid in play used to do where they'd hold the ankle and jump over oh. the leg with the rest of their bodies? <laughs> I'm not even sure. Break dancing of some sort. I'm not sure. She I don't know. She tried to do the floss and it was horrible. <laughs> That's one of the newer dances, the floss. Um, but apparently I was doing it all wrong, according to Joseph, the dance critic. So, Joseph says, Mom, please don't floss in public. <laughs> right. So you seem like a really fun, loud, lively family. So I hope I'm not touching any nerves here, but can you tell us about your health, Joseph? Did there Was there a, was there a point where your life changed? When did you find out that you had this rare cancer, you and sarcoma? Um, well, I went to this basketball camp in the summer, um, and I was going up for a layup, and my two friends, one of my best friends and this uh, my, one of my other friends, um, uh, I ran into one of them, and his knee uh, hit my uh, leg, and um and then like I fell down and started crying you know um and then I just walked it off because like that's what I do usually when I get injured just walk it off be tough um and then it just started swelling more like it wouldn't go down um and then eventually my dad took me to the doctor and we did a x-ray and then they told, at first we thought it was just a broken bone because that's what it showed. And then, um, so, like, I was, like, nervous. I was nervous a little bit. Um, and, like, just shocked. I don't, like, I thought, like, I wouldn't know what to expect for a broken bone. Um, so they gave me crutches and the stuff you need. And then, like, not... A long time after, we went to the doctor again, uh, like a specialist, um, and, like, he told us, like, something was off with, like, it was healing fine. It was just, like, something was off because the normal bone looked, like, different than the broken bone. And um, and then uh, we did an MRI and then a biopsy. And then that's how I figured out I had human sarcoma. So when you were going up for that layup, Joseph, even when you took the hit and went down hard, was there anything revealed to you that was very unusual? Or was this just another game, another play? No, uh, another play. We're just doing scrimmage. Uh, Like, we, every time, every day, or every, um, every practice after practice we would do scrimmage or like when it was almost over we would do a scrimmage game and like a tournament and then like we did it normally but like on the third day I got um yeah hit and yeah so how was it when you received the news Joseph um shocking I mean it's kind of sad because I couldn't play basketball anymore or soccer or any other sports I mean, just like watching people play basketball makes me want to cry because I can't do that. Yeah. I want to share a word of encouragement with you. 
at our pastor's breakfast last week, we had a gentleman lead worship for us, and his name is Mark Lee, no relation. The man is incredibly talented. And he wrote a book. It's called Hurt Road, and it shares about when he was 14 years old, his youth group came up with the idea of selling donuts. So they didn't put them on Happy Road or Safe Road. They put them on a street named Hurt Road. And then a truck came up, so he went up to it and said, hey, do you want to buy a box of donuts? And they said, sure. So as he turned around, the driver tried to stop him, but it was too late. Mark Lee got hit by a truck, and he was airborne, and he landed, and he landed badly. And his muscles worked fine, but his bones were shattered. So obviously, young 14-year-old Mark Lee's life changed forever in this moment of selling donuts, but God had different plans for him, and he started to play the guitar, and he started to get pretty good at it. Then he and his little friend, Mac Powell, from school, decided to make a band, and that band ended up being Third Day. So anyway, I grieve with you the loss of being able to play basketball, because I was really good up to about, say, age 10 or 12. I was so good, I quit piano lessons, a decision I will regret for the rest of my life. So I wasn't the first kid picked in pickup games, but I was good enough to be in the next wave of people. And then something funny happened. Everybody else got bigger, faster, stronger. And no one cared that I could hit a shot from half court. They would just block me. Meanwhile, I'm thinking, if I can hit from half court, the least you could do is have the courtesy to let me take the shot without playing defense, but the rest of the road kind of moved on. And yeah, I love playing basketball. Not seeing any money good at it, but I love it. And I know that God has big plans for you off the court, just as he did on it. So be encouraged by that. So Dorcas, is it tough being a mom of a kid who has a cancer diagnosis? Oh, of course, because your mama heart is just magnified because um, of all that they have to endure and you have to watch and assist. And it's painful when you see your child in pain. And it's painful when you see them not being able to hold anything down um, and, you know, see their hair shedding and get skinnier and you know and just the unknown just in the past 30 days we were at the hospital for 22 of those days seven of them were for chemo and then the other were for um just complications like fevers and infection and um like uh, just illness that uh, they had to monitor him or they had to give him antibiotics or he would turn neutropenic, which uh, he didn't have any way to defend himself against infection because his white blood cell count and neutrophil count, which are, you know, blood lab counts, um, they were so low, like under a hundred low or not even showing on the craft, you know, and they're supposed to be in the thousands. Um, so those kinds of things are, you know, somewhat scary. And um, however, if I wasn't a woman of faith, if I didn't know that God was good, that my f- heavenly father was looking after me and looking after Joseph and my family, if he didn't assure me as much as he has assured me this whole journey, <laughs> I'd, I, I, I would be so scared and miserable and um, sad. I, I don't even know what I would do. 
But um, because I know God, that's been the one hugest thing that has gotten us this far. And that's going to take us to the end of this journey. You know, this isn't a death sentence to us. This is just, okay, this is an attack. But through Jesus Christ, he has already won this victory for us. And he's going to use this for his glory, this whole situation. Well, you're obviously a very strong woman, Dorcas Smith. And at the same time, I love the fact that you're humble enough to know that without Christ, without the Holy Spirit, without Jesus watching your back, it'd be very easy to just become a basket case and lose it altogether, wouldn't it? For sure. I know I would be a basket case, a mess, miserable, all the above. Well, I'm sure dealing with something as rare as Ewing sarcoma cancer in your son Joseph is fairly extreme and not very common. However, there are other parents out there and parent figures that are going through kids who are dealing with things and issues and illnesses. So do you have any suggestions or any words of advice for them when things don't go away quickly? Well, I've found that the more I focus on how much God loves me and how much God loves Joseph even more than I do and how much God loves our family, then I know that all things that I face or that we face, bad, good, ugly, horrible, um, they're going to work for good. God is going to work every situation for good because of his goodness and because of his love. And so that has been the one thing that gets me through when we're in the trenches, um, when we're in that hospital for the you know ninth day and wondering when we get to go home. It's like, okay, God, I know that you see the end from the beginning. And so because you're good, because you love me, because you need us to be where you want us to be, and because you're working this for good, this situation, thank you, and I trust you. And every time I just rest in him and just relax, knowing that he's holding us, you know, probably like that picture of Jesus. There's only two footprints in the sand because Jesus is carrying us through those times. So that's that's what keeps me um, going. And that's how I would encourage anybody is God is good all the time. And he loves us so much beyond our comprehension And because of that, we can put all of our hope in him and just know he's going to get you through that moment and he's going to use it for good. So for those of us who have loved ones who are hurting and we want to be able to help them, can you suggest what the right thing is to say or do to contribute? Well, um, okay. Would you ask me that question again? Sure. Well, you know what? Conversely. What's the wrong thing to say when you really want to help someone out, but you feel awkward? <laughs> well, you know what? I, I mean, I don't want anybody coming to me bawling and, you know, they, they look super scared and they're kind of speaking doom and gloom. I would say that's the wrong thing because, you know, I'm at peace. Um, and if somebody even wasn't at peace, you don't want to come to them in fear or like, oh, no, you know. But what you can do to to help a family going through something like this, you know what? Just be yourself. You don't have to try to 
walk on eggshells. Just be yourself and offer help if that's how you want to help out. It's like, is there anything I can do? I just want you to know that if you need me to make a meal or what, however you would like to offer help, just offer what you can do and they'll either take it or not if, if, if that's something that they need. But don't feel like you have to like, you know, oh, can I say this? Can I say, you know, just be yourself and show love the way you know how to show love. I've heard it described as the ministry of presence. Oh, I love that. So Rick, Rick Warren came on on his program, and basically he said, show up and shut up. He said that lovingly, but I loved it, and it stuck that with me. That is very good. Just be yes, and be there. Yes, that is very correct. I, I agree with that. And I'd like you to be at the Brown Sisters and Friends Benefit Concert for Joseph Smith fighting Ewing's sarcoma cancer. It's this Saturday night starting at 7 p.m. at Maranatha Church on Northeast 12th Avenue at Skidmore Street. All the details about how to RSVP, get tickets, and donate are at our friend's website, joyofit.org. That's joyofit.org. And I'll make sure that it's also up on the Difference Makers page at truedalk800.com. When we return, more with Joseph Smith and his mom, Dorcas Brown-Smith, on Difference Makers. Thanks so much for joining us on Difference Makers today with young Joseph Smith, who is battling cancer, specifically Ewing sarcoma cancer, which is very rare, isn't it? Yes. And his mom from the Brown Sisters, Dorcas Brown-Smith, all about this concert, the Brown Sisters and Friends Benefit Concert for Joseph, this Saturday night at Maranatha Church on Northeast 12th at Skidmore. It starts at 7 p.m. featuring not only the Brown Sisters, but also an amazing pianist, Michael Allen Harrison. You might remember him from Ten Grands. Aaron Meyer is a very well-known rock violinist, incredibly good at his skills, and Alonzo Chadwick and Zolfo Music. Alonzo is the worship leader for Maranatha Church, which is hosting the event. So all of the information about how to RSVP, donate, and get tickets would be at joyofit.org. That's joyofit.org. And I'll make sure that's linked up to the Difference Makers page at truetalk800.com. So Dorcas, it's good to have you aboard here, and I love the fact that you yourself will be singing. So can you tell us about some of the early musical influences that you and your sisters had growing up? Oh, well, my dad was the one (laughs) that was blasting the records when we were kids. My mom would even say, honey, you better turn that down because you're going to hurt their ears. (laughs) He'd blast it in the car, the eight tracks. (laughs) I'm aging myself, I know. Um, And he uh, just always had it. And he would even... um, sing before he preached because he was the assistant pastor of the church that we grew up in and then he became the uh, senior pastor of the church Bethesda Christian Church growing up and so um, I would he would have things like Mississippi Mass Choirs Commission was one of the groups we listened to all the time as well um, the Clark Sisters the Winans um, but other Mass Choirs Richard Smallwood Singers um we you know, like you it know all. Crystal Thornton from Chris and Crystal on Wonderful yes, yes. sang with the Winers, right? Oh, no, I had no idea. She said, you make sure they drop in on me before they leave. Like, all right, Crystal. <laughs> so we'll have to promise to do that on the way out. Sure. I'm sure she'll share a ton of gospel history from where her touring days. Oh, my goodness. That's great. So who's in your CD player today, Dorcas Brownsmith? 
Ah, I have been enjoying a lot of elevation worship music um, and Bethel music um, and um, even Hill songs. Um, a lot of those have been uh, playing lately. Um, a lot of YouTube's on healing scriptures with some soft background music. John Hagee is one of them that we've listened to quite often. Um, and so th- those are probably the most uh, repeated songs um, as of late. One of the songs that stands out to me is, All your promises are yes and amen. And so that, that line in there, it starts off, Faithful you are, faithful forever you will be. And those words are so true and ringing in my spirit and soul. Um, so I just, I love the songs that are keeping me lifted. Um, even Travis Green, that's another one uh, person I've been listening to. While I'm waiting is one of the songs. Is the the words say, "While I'm waiting, I'm getting stronger." <laughs> so um, my faith is rising, and I will run on. You know, um, so I, I'm just yeah, I'm keeping those songs of truth um, that are keeping my mind on the right focus. Um, playing because they make a huge difference in in just the mood that we are having while we're going through our daily, you know, not always predictable uh, days. So it seems, Dorcas, that music was always a part of your household growing up. Has for it, sure. Has it been that way for your kids as well? You know what? Yes, I've sang with Every one of them, I've done music ministry from their conception to when they were born, and um, they know me oh so well. I'm always either on the piano, singing, playing worship music, or the songs that I I write, um, or playing, you know, 104.1 Fish or, you know, other Christian uh, stations. Um, I always have inspirational songs going. And so um, I try to fill my house with the atmosphere of heaven as much as possible. So do you think she, she succeeds in that, Joseph? Are you always hearing music at your house? Um, Yes, most of the time. Like, I woke up this morning listening to it. I mean, I changed it, of course. <laughs> what were you listening <laughs> to and what did you flick away from? <laughs> Wait, what was that? What song did you wake oh. up to? Um... I didn't really pay attention. Um, it was peaceful, though. I'll give you that. Um, I didn't really look at the title. Um, well, do you do any singing, or do you play any instruments yourselves, Joseph? Um, well, I play piano just for fun, but I don't really know notes or anything. Just make up stuff. Um, I sing uh, my own songs. Like I never sing what she wants me to sing because I don't like the song. Um, I don't take requests usually. Just sing when I feel like it. So you come up with your own music? Uh, yes. Well, that's exciting. What are you writing about Minecraft or no, uh, the Blazers no. or something? No. <laughs> They're more like jingles, you know. Like he'll just make up a riff. He's good at making up riffs and um, a rap. Mm-hmm. He's he's good at making songs, I have to say. So you've got some pretty good rhythm there, don't you, Joseph? Yeah, 
pretty much. Well, that, that's a good thing. So do you sing and play with any of your siblings or friends as well? Um, no. I mean, we thought of it some, I think, one time or twice, um, but haven't really followed up to it. So, yeah. Maybe your mom needs to buy you a big double bass drum set with lots of cymbals. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, Dorcas... Tell us about being a member of the Brown Sisters all these years. Are there things that God has shown you, not simply musically and not as sisters, but as a combined force together when it comes to worship? Mm. Well, um, it is a huge blessing to be able to sing with your family. Um, And, you know... They're all my best friends. <laughs> and um, Do you sing with them primarily, or have you sung with other groups over I the years as well? I do both. I've sang with them quite often, and I do alone quite often, and I do with other church teams often. I have been blessed to do a lot of music ministry, either alone or with others and or my sister's. Just like our own Georgine Rice and her sister Donna, to this day, they still sing around together. Her husband Dan's on the drums. And it, it's, it's, it's neat to see. It really yes. is. So are there things that you do differently when it comes to being a member of the Brown Sisters as opposed to being just Dorcas with another group or Dorcas solo? I would have to say I am myself in all the groups um, because of what I sing I really believe in what I'm singing. So wherever, whatever group I'm singing with, I get to put my whole heart and soul um, into it because I'm usually singing songs of truth um, that are inspirational, that are either worship or um, songs of encouragement. Um, You know, praise and worship is my favorite music to sing. Um, So I'm just in my element whether it's with my sisters or with uh, by myself or with uh, another church team or group, I'm able to be free and to express these truths from the heart. And so it's, it's different, but they're all amazing experiences, I have to say. So let's turn the clock back to when you were a little girl back, back at Bethesda Christian Church, <laughs> a PK or, or pastor's kid. Yes. Were there any songs that struck you at a very young age that just really stole your heart? Mm. Well, I would have to say most of the songs growing up at a young age, I did not get. But I keep on, in my adult age, thinking about those songs that I didn't get and say, Oh, I get it. (laughs) Like, for example, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. That was a common hymn. But now I understand the sweetness from the experience. Or this other song, one of the mothers of the church, she would sing, Hallelujah, anyhow. Never, never let our problems get you down. When life's problems come your way, lift your head up high and say, Hallelujah, anyhow. So that song, I get it because it's praising and thanking God in all things. You know, problems are going to come. But you know what? Still, hallelujah. Anyhow, praise God. Thank you, Lord, because 
you're going to take us through this. Um, so those are, I would just say, every song comes to light in my adulthood that I didn't quite understand, you know, in my, uh, in my youth. But I'm so thankful that I'm getting it now. <laughs> so regarding this benefit concert for Joseph, Saturday night at Maranatha Church starting at 7, what do you think the Brown sisters are going to be leaning toward? Do you have your playlist all set? Do you, do you know what direction you're going to go in? Yes, we do have our uh, set list. Um, and we hope to um, share the songs that are ministering to us right now, but also inspiring others to do their part um, in making a difference for others for the better. And I love the diversity of the lineup that you have, not only the Brand Sisters, but also Michael Allen Harrison, Aaron Meyer, the rock violinist, and Alonzo Chadwick and Zolfo Music. So are you going to do one of these... Uh, Big finales at the end where everybody gets on stage together, holds hands, and, and uh, sings "We Are the World" like a or wonderful idea. together. We totally been talking about that. Funny that you mention it, and we quite we haven't quite landed on that "We Are the World" song, but um, we know in the moment it's going to be grand <laughs> and it's going to be a beautiful ending. However, it does end. Well, I just want to thank you both so much for coming in today and sharing your story and being faithful and vulnerable and brave all at once. So, Joseph, I asked this question of your mom, but I'd like to address you with it. If kids have a friend, neighbor, classmate, or cousin who might be going through some health issues, what's the right thing to say? What's a good way for you, Joseph, to be encouraged by your tribe? Um... Um, I don't know anything, really, just anything, like, coming from a best friend, like, uh, I like seeing him, like, seeing him is just it, like, he doesn't really have to say anything, I just like to see a face, familiar face, um. You're pretty mature for your young age, Joseph Smith. Trust me, I'm not. <laughs> when I'm by my best friend, Ty, I'm like, out of this... World, I'm like not even the slightest close to mature. Like you're a kid, Joe. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but in a lot of ways, we can see a maturity in you that it's hard to understand. But you're truly a teenage boy. But um, but you're very mature. In and yourself. you have fun at this age, Joseph. I am yeah. blessed to to meet you, and I'm very proud of you and your efforts. And of your mom regarding this benefit concert Saturday night. And oddly enough, what you said echoed your mom when it comes to dealing with people. It's the ministry of presence. Just be there, hang out, play Minecraft or Madden, <laughs> crank up some music, do a silly dance, but just be. So anyway, please go to our friends from A Joy of It. Their website is joyofit.org. That's joyofit.org, and that's the best way to RSVP. Get info on tickets and to donate to the Brown Sisters and Friends Benefit Concert for Joseph Smith, who is fighting Ewan's sarcoma cancer. And this concert also features the Brown Sisters, Michael Allen Harrison, rock violinist Aaron Meyer, and the worship leader of Maranatha Church, 
Alonzo Chadwick, and Zolful Music. The show starts at 7 p.m. this Saturday night at Maranatha Church on 12th Avenue at Skidmore Street, and you won't want to miss it. If you need any of these details, I'll make sure they're up at truetalk800.com on the Difference Makers page. So is there anyone you want to say hi to on the way out? Joseph, Dorcas? Um, if you're listening, Johnson's, um, just want to say hi. Say, how you doing? Um, uh, Blazers, thank you for all the signature stuff that I got not a while back. Um, and just thank you, everyone, who's donated um, money. Helps a lot. Um, and, yep, that's all I got. How about you, Dorcas? For every person that has said a prayer for us, anyone that's given any of their time or their resources to us, I want to say thank you so very, very much. God bless you and yours richly. And I got one more thing. Go for it, Joseph. Um, uh, thank, uh, thanks for the art supplies. Miss um, Fiftal, she's my art teacher um, at City Christian School. Uh, and so for my language arts teacher, Miss Smith, um, she also teaches at uh, St. Christian School. It's a private school. Um, go there. Uh, it's a really fun place to go. I mean, you can't wear shorts, but uh, <laughs> uh, boys can't wear shorts. So if you like wearing shorts, you're, you have to wear a uniform to um, not try to make this place a bad place. Just hear me out. It's a good place. Um, um a uh, place for, for worship, place for God. Um, uh, you'll find a lot of good friends there, and that will lead you to the right path. Um, uh, right by Madison, if you know where that is, um, and Jason Lee. Uh, it's also a church, City Bible Church, so feel free to go there, too, on Sunday. <laughs> uh, and um, that's it. <laughs> Joseph Smith, you're pretty awesome. God bless you, brother. Dorcas Brown-Smith of the Brown Sisters, thank you so much for joining us. All the information about this Saturday night's concert will be up at truetalk800.com on the Difference Makers page. And check it out. Raffles and an auction are up for grabs if you go to aaronmeyer.com. That's aaronmeyer.com. So thank you so much for joining us on Difference Makers. Difference Makers.